0: Welcome everyone to the First Presbyterian Church Podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed and may the peace of Christ be with you. Our scripture for today comes from Luke's Gospel, Gospels being the historical and spiritual accounts of Jesus' life. Our reading is from chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. If you'd like to follow along, it's on page 1263 of the Bibles that are in your pew rack. Listen now for the word of God. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Pray with me. Come, Holy Spirit, kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit that we shall be recreated. Move in us that we might receive your word for us today, that we might know your love, experience it, and feel your call upon our lives to share your love. Bless, O God, the words of my mouth, And all of our hearts, everyone's heart that receives this word today, that somehow in the midst of it all, your spirit would move. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Did you know that you all, each and every one of you, have gifts for welcoming Each and every one of you has a gift for hospitality, hospitality being what we've been talking about this month in October, welcoming others as Christ welcomes us. So do you already believe that you have a gift for welcoming? Okay, anybody, if you already believe that, I can sit down and this sermon can be done. But it's true. Each and every one of you have these gifts and I've seen them. If you don't believe me or if you want to challenge me, this might be fun. Come and ask me after service what your gifts are for welcoming and I'll tell you. Now, if I've only just met you, sorry, I'll just tell you that you have God's love in your heart. But if you give me another week and tell me more about you, I can tell you. That's one of my gifts, is seeing and noticing and connecting things that seem to be separate. I have seen your gifts here. Take Messy Church, for example. Messy Church is a way of reaching out to other families and sharing God's love and worshiping in a relaxed and creative environment. We've had three, maybe four, Messy Church gatherings at this point. It sort of started accidentally during the pandemic, but we had one a few weeks ago, and there were a variety of you there and some who weren't there who were praying for us. But we had four guest families, four families already connected to us, for a total of eight families, 18 kids, 20 adults, and 11 people who were there just to volunteer. Now, these volunteers were doing a variety of things. They were making food, serving food, assembling crafts, teaching children and adults how to do the craft, just being there and chatting up the people. The people in the kitchen were vital. And even if you weren't there, you were a part of it and a part of that welcome to new people because your financial gifts to the church support this ministry. There's different ways of serving and of welcoming and not all of them involve being kind of that extroverted gregarious person that we may think of. We may not think of ourselves as being hospitable or being the most welcoming. We do I think sometimes think that hospitality is about being really really out there and talking a lot with strangers. We do have one or two, at least, of those people around here who are good at that, and that is an important gift. Sometimes, too, we think the gift of hospitality can be all about cooking and entertaining and those sort of domestic arts, cleaning and preparing, sort of the Marthas of the world. But it's not just that. We've already talked about that in this series, that it's far more expansive. People have often turned our friend Martha into a kind of caricature of a cartoon woman, overly concerned with silly womanly things. But the things that Martha is doing are a part of discipleship. Jesus has explained to the disciples that they will go out and people will receive them. And here she is doing that. The story of Mary and Martha comes right after the story of the Good Samaritan. The moral of that story being that caring for someone in need is important and a way to serve God. So hospitality, care, and service are important to Jesus. I've always thought that Martha got a bad rap. Somebody has to cook the food. If we were all just sitting around like Mary, what would we eat? Would the dirt just pile up on the floor? The food's not going to cook itself. Now, I might be trying to let myself off the hook because I'm someone who can go overboard trying to get things tidy and prepared for guests. Anybody else? Perfectionist, a little... Well, some in my household might call me neurotic about certain things. (laughs) I'm getting a glare from my husband. But yes, I get where Martha is coming from. Mary should be helping. So what do we do with the fact that Jesus said, Mary chose the better path? Well, I do think both women showed hospitality. As we've talked about earlier, there are various ways of showing hospitality. And what Mary and Martha are both doing is crucial, is important. Preparing the food people have to eat, and Mary, who was paying attention to their guest. They both contributed to the welcome of Jesus into their home. Well, maybe one way to approach Jesus's uh, criticism of Martha is to think about the fruit of service, about rooting it in Jesus, and the welcome we receive in Jesus. Martha, as we hear and as we heard really vividly in the children's story, she's getting all worked up. She's getting angry. But... That's distracting her from the real value and the worth of what she's doing. It's easy to get distracted and forget why we're doing what we're doing, just as it's easy to not know that we have gifts to give that may look even more like Martha than they do like Mary. Uh, pastor and theologian Fred Beekner wrote about vocation, vocation being the thing that we are called to, it's kind of one of those big Christian vocabulary words, as being the place where our deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Deep gladness meets deep hunger. So your joy matters. And Mary, sitting at Jesus' feet, knew that joy, but Martha was not there with the joy. Okay, so we all have gifts, and where I'm going with this is that one way that we know what our gifts are, are the places where we come alive, like Mary was. Martha did have that gift, and she probably could have been connected to that joy, but she wasn't there that day, and that's okay, too. I found a prayer that talks about this other way of looking at Martha and Mary— It's from or generally attributed to a monk named Brother Lawrence who lived in the 17th century. Brother Lawrence had little education and so he worked in the monastery kitchen. But while he cooked and cleaned, he thought and prayed. And one of the things he realized was that we can do little things for God, that all of what we do, can be dedicated to God. Whatever our gifts are, if there is joy in it, we can meet God there. And so this prayer goes like this. Lord of all pots and pans and things, since I've no time to be a saint by doing lovely things, or watching late with thee, or dreaming in the sweet dawn light, or storming heaven's gates, Make me a saint by getting meals and washing up the plates. Although I must have Martha's hands, I have a merry mind. And when I black the boots and shoes, thy sandals, Lord, I find. I think of how they trod the earth, what time I scrub the floor. Accept this meditation, Lord, I haven't time for more. Warm all the kitchen with thy love and light it with thy peace. Forgive me all my worrying and make all grumbling cease. Thou who didst love to give men food in room or by the sea, accept this service that I do. I do it unto thee. Brother Lawrence found a way to reconcile both Martha and Mary. Did you hear it, what he said? I have the hands of Martha, I do the work of Martha, but I have the mind of Mary. Meaning that when we find joy and when we look for Christ, when we dedicate all that we do to Christ, our gifts can become an offering to God. So back to our gifts and who we each are. One person, and I'm sure other people have had this question, have said, we've been talking a lot about welcoming and it's so important, but it's hard for me to go up to strangers. And maybe for many of us, too. So how can we welcome others? Well, there are a variety of ways to do it. We each have different gifts and strengths, like Mary and Martha. We each have different resources. We each find that joy in different things. Some people like to be behind the scenes, and that's okay. That's why we're the body of Christ, because it takes all of us so there are different ways to welcome, talking to strangers and people you don't know. Does anyone really like talking to strangers? Any of you? Is that your love? Hands, anyone? Yeah, you're, you're all hiding, I, I, but you're, you're there. I know you are. Some people do. OK, anybody else find that like not the most fun thing? Yeah, it's scary and awkward. Awkward is like the thing that I dislike most in life. <laughs> being awkward, although I am kind of awkward sometimes. Um, But other things we can do are planning events that welcome people, cooking community meals, serving behind the scenes. Those two are welcoming. Some people may not talk to strangers, but you can write notes. You can listen. Listening is a way to welcome others, and I know we're all capable of it. Some people are really good at caring for physical spaces, like everyone who helps out, like we had our work day back in August, and the other people who regularly help out with our building. Some people are really good at noticing who is missing and reaching out, or just saying, who should we include that we haven't included yet? These are just a few ways that we can welcome others, that we can be Mary, Martha, serving God joyfully in our hospitality. Now, we may have to try different things out to see what works for us. You might be surprised what brings you joy. There's a time, too, to challenge ourselves to stretch and grow, especially when it comes to welcoming people that we may not agree with or we may not like. Jesus did say pretty emphatically again and again to love our enemies. But all in all, while there is a place to challenge ourselves, it makes the most sense to serve out of who we are, to welcome others as we are, not as we're not, not trying to fit in a mold of somebody else, but to be ourselves, for God has made us. So, friends, of those things that I shared, that list of ways to welcome, what comes easily to you? Which is more challenging? Where do you find joy in serving others and welcoming others? Who does God place compassion on your heart for? So, I invite you as our challenge this week to think about one of your gifts and how you might extend hospitality to someone else this week. If you want to make a commitment to yourself, you can write it down in your bulletin or you know, on the Notes app, on your phone, whatever you do. But you do have gifts. And if you're still wondering what are my gifts, I would love to talk with you about that, to help you explore that and to find ways to serve ways that help you come alive, because when you are alive, the world is alive. Let us be both Martha and Mary as we welcome others, as God has welcomed us. Amen.